Live Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just going to hop right into it tonight. Of course, we got the Trump is saying, you can put that up for me side by side. Trump is saying that he's going to be indicted for in violations of the Espionage Act. Page one, this is a Truth Social, what I call a Truth Social tweet, but it's not on Twitter. Truth Social post, page one, the corrupt Biden, this is Donald Trump speaking, the, the corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have indicted seemingly over the boxes hoax, even though Joe Biden has 1,850 boxes at the University of Delaware, additional boxes in Chinatown, D.C., with even more boxes at the University of Pennsylvania and documents strewn all over his garage floor where he parks his Corvette and in which, he, which is secured by only a garage door that is paper thin and open much of the time. <clears throat> Excuse me, go to the next one for me, Will. I have, I have been summoned to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m. I never thought it, it, never thought it possible that such a thing could happen to a former president of the United States who received far more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country and is currently leading by far all candidates, both Democrat and Republican, in polls of the 2024 president election. I am an innocent man. And of course he is. Now, here's the thing. He, you can bring it back to me. So he is. Now, again, I don't mean to be overly redundant, but you have to kind of lay the groundwork every time you talk about these things, just in case people are not caught up on it. Just so everybody knows, the, the, the root of all of this is, is are the documents that were at Mar-a-Lago even classified? The answer is no. Now, how, now, where do you get that from? From precedent. And this is how the court system works in the United States of America. It works on precedent. Previous rulings from previous courts, mainly appellate courts, mainly the Supreme Court, on down primarily from the Supreme Court, but also from appellate courts. The very, you know, the various, you know, the Miranda ruling, all those different, all the different rulings you, you've ever heard, you know, throughout time are what's called precedent. Precedent is when they found cassette tapes in the sock drawer of Bill Clinton of classified recordings, not even piece of paper, classified recordings, the court precedent, the court ruled thereby making a precedent that whatever a president brings with him is declassified. That's just the way that it is. And these guys don't even, they don't even box up their own stuff. The White House does it. There's a, there's a deep state White House staff that is always there for every administration, which no Republican could tr should trust because they're all Democrats. It's the deep state. They're all entrenched leftists. 98% of Washington, D.C., which includes basically all federal workers working inside D.C. proper, are registered, I mean, Democrats, yes, registered, hyper-leftist, globalist Democrats. And those are the people who boxed up Donald Trump's stuff. So it, this has been basically ruled in precedent that even if he doesn't wave the wand over it and declassify it, if a president has it, has classified documents, they are inherently deemed declassified via court, court precedent. Hence the reason why George Bush was found in classified documents. Uh, Mike Pence has been, and Mike, Mike Pence is guilty of felonies. He can never be de declassified. And again, jo and, and again uh, Joe Biden, there's no hope that he didn't commit crimes. All the leftist morons out there will say, well, he, he cooperated in the investigation. 
How did he cooperate when he has documents from when he was a senator? He has documents, classified, compartmented documents from 30 years ago. Explain to me how that is cooperation. How is it cooperation to have boxes and boxes full of classified, compartmented documents? When you, some of you might not know what I mean by compartmented. Compartmented means it means strictly classified, that it's above classification, that even people with classified access, there's only certain people with, with certain classified clearances that can see that. It's not a broad stroke classifi uh, uh, classification. So he had highly classified documents, Joe Biden, and there is no way for that not to be a crime. Cooperation doesn't mean you didn't commit a crime. It may mean that you get a lesser sentence maybe when you work it out with a prosecutorial uh, attorney, but it does, none of that matters. It doesn't, all the leftists, well, Joe Biden, how did he cooperate when he's had these documents for 30 years? He didn't cooperate. And, and with him and with Pence, now Barack Obama has 144,000 documents. And he swore, now he hasn't been in office since 2016. So here we are seven years later. And he said, he told the NARA, the National Archives, that he would turn all those documents in, in various tranches, that he would look over them and then hand them in. You know how many pages he's handed in? To date, here we are, what is it, June 8th, 2023? He's handed in zero. Zero of over 140,000 documents that the National Archives look for. Where, where's the raid of one of his three mansions? Remember, you know, Mr. Climate Change, his three mansions, his private jets, Martha's Vineyard, everything else. Where, where are the raids on any of his homes? None. Zero. Zilch. So Obama, but for me, Obama's not guilty. That's precedent. Bill Clinton's not guilty. That's precedent. Mike Pence and Joe Biden cannot be anything but guilty. They are guilty of multiple felony crimes because they, are vi they were vice presidents at the time that they took possession of these documents. It would be impossible for them, not for, the, for them to have declassified them because they were vice presidents. It's as simple as that. It really is that simple. And now Donald Trump is allegedly being indicted for or is coming in to be interviewed or whatever, his deal, whatever the deal is. He's being told to report, so that's probably an indictment or a summons or a notice to appear. He's being forced to show up in court for documents that are declassified. And we're like, you know, people might be like, well, I know we know all of this, but what are we going to do about it? Well, what, well, first of all, lucky for Trump, he has the means to defend himself. If it was, if it was, let's just use Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn is a career government worker. Mike Flynn was bankrupted, finished. He's lost everything. Now, he's gained it back now. He's been out on the speaking circuit, probably sold some books, whatever. But he lost everything. His, it does have a government retirement. But he lost everything. And the only reason why he ever said that he was guilty is they were threatening to go after his son. It's called lawfare. The, the endless resources of the federal government, they can, they can, they can postpone things over and over and over again, keep adding little drips and drabs. And every time they add a little drip and drab of evidence, then you have to hire your attorneys at $1,000 an hour to relook at the next drip and drab. And they don't ever run out of money because they can print it. And they just ruin your life. It's with Roger Stone, bankrupt. Mike Flynn, bankrupt. Alex Jones, bankrupt. That's, the, that's lawfare. And that's all that they're doing with Donald Trump. So just keep that in mind. It really is, life really is simple. You know, the left tries to murk it, murk it up with, well, you know, Biden was cooperating. First of all, he didn't cooperate 
up until about six months ago, if that, after 30 years of possession of classified documents, that it's impossible for him to have ever declassified. It's impossible for them to be anything but classified. Doesn't matter whether you cooperate or not. So that where's the arrest? Well, that's good. That's the next part here. Andrew uh, Solinder tweet. Another letter from House Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan to the DOJ today. This was yesterday. This one seeking a memo on the scope of special counsel Robert Hur's investigation into Biden's handling of classified docs. Leave this up for me, Will, so I can remember the name Robert Hur. Robert, did anybody even know? We all know about Jack Smith. That's the one investigating Donald Trump. But nobody has any idea Robert Hur is Jack Smith who is a globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist, Democratic Party hack. That's who, that's who Jack Smith is. He's no, he, listen, he, he's no John Durham. John Durham was respected by both sides. He wasn't even, I mean, you know, much as I hate to throw him down because he's a partisan hack, he wasn't even a Robert Mueller because there was right-wingers saying that Robert Mueller's okay. Not a soul said on the right that Jack Smith, the one investigating the Mar-a-Lago raid, the, the, the classified documents that Donald Trump, once again, to just leave this up for me, Will. Remember, just remember now, Joe Biden had his classified documents in Chinatown, D.C., at the Penn Biden Center, the Penn Biden Center, funded by the CCP. And the person that was watching, the, the, the president of, of Penn University is now working for the Biden administration as an ambassador to Germany. The, run, the one running the Penn Biden Center was, was Biden's uh, classified documents at that time that were in the Penn Biden Center was Anthony Blinken, the current Secretary of State. So Anthony Blinken knew that they had classified documents in the Penn Biden Center. The Penn Biden Center bought and paid for, absolutely financed by, it's weird though, isn't it? By the CCP, by the Chinese Communist Party, the People's Liberation Army, and Joe Biden takes his classified documents and he moves them into Chinatown, D.C. It's weird. It's all China, China, China. We know if you want to be a right winger, then as they, as much as the left says Russia, 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 we should be saying China, China, China. Although we're not lying. You ever notice that Joe Biden does absolutely nothing to the Chinese Communist Party? Right now, the Chinese Communist Party, the the PLA, the People's Liberation Army, is buzzing, enforcing our jets, flying, flying uh, patrol missions. To, to fly through their jet wash harassing us? Did that ever happen during the Trump administration? Did the, 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 the most technologically advanced Navy in the world, which is not ours, it's the CCP's, so they're surround, they've surrounded Taiwan? That happened during the Trump administration? Absolutely not. What, 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 what exactly, what, what is the Biden administration unleashing upon? What measures are they taking against the Chinese Communist Party? Any? No, absolutely not, because, listen, they already have them. They have, they have Joe Biden. They're extorting Joe Biden. They can do whatever they want. What, what, what measures were taken against? What sanctions were taken against the, uh, the CCP when they flew a balloon over our, our country for eight days? Any? I mean, they, I mean, the Biden administration made sure that it got all their pictures over the continental United States, got them all done, sent them all back. It, you know, it was proven that they had... They had instrumentation that they had technology on board that balloon that was sending it actively back to the to to China, and of course they just waited till it got out into the Atlantic Ocean and then shot it down. So they made sure because because the, the CCP is extorting Joe Biden, saying, "You know what? You will let our balloon fly over your country for eight days because we've got to take a picture of all your nuclear missile silos. We got to make sure that we know." 
as we're flooding the southern border with Chinese military-aged men, as we're flooding the southern border with hundreds and hundreds of Chinese military-aged men. And I haven't gotten to it yet. Maybe I'll get to it tonight. Chances aren't great. But they just found a Chinese, a CCP police station in New York and in Canada. Why doesn't Justin Trudeau, why doesn't Justin Trudeau ever take action against the CCP? Because he's under investigation for his collusion with the CCP and him being elected. You know, it's not Russia, Russia, Russia that's paying for elections. It's China, China, China that's paying for elections. So he did, now, we did, back to this, Robert Hur's investigation, the Biden, I mean, does anybody know? What's going on with that? Okay, since it's impossible, since he's got a thousand boxes worth of classified information, where are the indictments? Because it's, it's impossible. Every single sliver of classified documentation that Joe Biden has is a felonious crime. It's not, there's nothing to think of. Cooperation doesn't matter. He's had these documents in his hand for 30 years, some of them as a senator. He has no, he has no uh, compartmented classification clearance as a senator, certainly doesn't as a senator, and definitely doesn't have, doesn't have that as a vice president either. Nothing. So where are the indictments? There's nothing to think about here. Okay, box, Donald Trump says he's got 1,850 boxes. I don't know if it's that many. That's what he says, though. I mean, that's what he said oh, numerous times. So let's just use, we'll use Trump's numbers. So not only is every box account, that's 850, every document inside the boxes account. So why isn't he being charged? There's nothing to think about. Because we have, listen, you need to understand this. And I'm preaching to the choir, 425 people on the various platforms tonight. Whatever platform that you're watching on, unless it's Black Robe, switch to Rumble. Switch to Rumble. It's the only free free speech uh, uh, streaming platform out there. Switch to it. Even I can download an app. Go to the App Store. It takes two seconds. Switch to Rumble. If you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube, switch to Rumble. We must have a parallel economy. We must have our own streaming platforms, our own social media, our own grocery stores, our own hospitals, because you will not be allowed in them soon. I'll get to that in a minute. You won't be allowed without your carbon credit MasterCard, your carbon credit Visa card, the the World Health Organization just issued today or yesterday. They're putting out an inter- global vaccine passport. All right, so onward from this. I'm just wondering where from this, this tweet here. Where's the investigation into Biden? Where are we at so far? Any probable cause affidavits, any indictments, any, any paneling of a grand jury? Not that I've seen. Absolutely nothing. And un- when it comes to Donald Trump's classified documents that were declassified by Donald Trump by him merely bringing them down to Mar-a-Lago. Plus, we have proof that he already declassified them. His were all under lock and key with Secret Service agents. Joe Biden's were right next to Hunter Biden's Corvette in his garage. I know it's Joe Biden's Corvette, but there's pictures of Hunter Biden driving in and out of that garage. Joe and Hunter Biden making international business deals with the CCP. All right, let's move on. So here's the, let's look at the FBI here. Galloping, galloping gay video just to set the precedent. Play it for me, Will. Yeah, listen, I think the most significant thing that uh, Congressman Comer, Chairman Comer said in the interview today with me is that these allegations that the FBI got date to 2017, the first time the confidential human informant 
By the way, so credible he got $200,000 in payments. The FBI does not pay a lot of informants that level of money, but credible enough to get that sort of money that he first brought it to the attention of the FBI in 2017, then again in 1819, and then again in the summer of 2020. What does that mean? It means when we were going through the impeachment crisis with President Trump, going through the Hunter Biden uh, Russian disinformation debacle, then the 2020 election, the FBI harbored the secret that there was a trusted confidential human source that was making an allegation that Joe Biden had a bribery problem with the Ukraine businessman, the same country where we know Hunter Biden was doing business. And by the way, the American public were asking all those questions. It is stunning to think that the FBI might have harbored that secret all this time. Well, wow, pretty interesting. Now, the FBI does pay people. We know that. We know that. Didn't they offer yeah. Christopher Steele a million dollars if he could corroborate they any did. part of his own dossier? But he couldn't collect because right. he couldn't corroborate. Uh, didn't they right. then hire the subsource of Chris Steele, a guy by the name of Danchenko, yes. and put him on the payroll? Did they do that, too? Yeah. Did. And did they also they did pay indeed. Twitter three and a half million dollars uh, in the lead up uh, to the 2020 election when they were pre-bunking the Hunter Biden laptop story? Did the FBI do that, too? Yeah, the payments are unclear whether they were for the pre-bunking or for other expenses that Twitter occurred at the behest of the FBI. But yes, I mean, you're, you're laying out this very large ecosystem where conservatives kept getting smeared and the FBI is always in the middle of it. You notice that they always show up in the middle of it. But when it comes to Hunter Biden, they're on the opposite side. They're like, oh, can't talk about it. Can't show you the memo. A very different system of justice when it comes to Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. All right, John Solomon, editor-in-chief. Something really important to understand about CIs, confidential informants. The FBI, like if you take Christopher Steele, they were actually at the time of the Steele dossier getting rid of Christopher Steele because he could not prove any of his, any of his allegations. But this one here that they won't release the name of, and they shouldn't at this point, they shouldn't. And the FBI has said very interesting about this whistleblower. This is about the FD 1023 form alleging that Joe Biden took $5 million from, from what country? Anybody guess in the room? From what country did he take it? It's not China. It would be his other friend. That would be the Ukraine. That he took $5 million from the Ukraine. $5 million to Joe, $5 million to Hunter. But they, and, and the FBI was refusing to release the FD-1023, which is not a classified document, by the way. Why were they not releasing it? They gave their usual, their usual trope of, you know, uh, there's an ongoing investigation. This could uh, expose classified sources, confidential sources, all this stuff that's not on there. I don't know how anything would be exposed that's not on the form, but the FBI will claim anything will be exposed, whether it's on the form or not. I guess by osmosis, uh, telemetry, whatever it may be, psychic energy, whatever it is, somehow or another, the FBI says that things will be exposed that are nowhere on the documents that Comer's asking for. But he says on, uh, but this, this, this confidential source, the FBI, one of the other things they said, besides the exposing of confidential resources, this is the reason why they didn't want to release it, was because they were afraid for the life of the confidential form that he might be killed. Who would kill him? Now, we've ne they've never shown that concern about releasing right-wing material. Now, I guess they're not worried about us killing people, right? But allegedly... We're the greatest existential threat to America because we're all white supremacist terrorists. That's what they say about us. Even though there's not an ounce of white supremacists in any of us, that, alleg that allegedly we're the greatest existential threat to America in accordance to Joe Biden and Christopher Wray. But they wouldn't release this because there's numerous reports about this.
You can check it, Google it right now. That they would not release it because they were scared that their con- they wouldn't release this FD-1023 form because they were afraid that the source would be murdered by people. They would murder them. People trying to protect Biden. That sounds very Hillary-esque, doesn't it? Vince Foster, all the others. This sounds very, very Hillary-esque. I, I can't remember what their, their strange double tap suicide count is up to now on the, on the Clinton side. But who's, who's going to kill this person? Certainly wouldn't be us. We want this guy to live forever. So they're afraid of left-wing extremist terrorists. But whenever they release all the stuff about Donald Trump, there's endless leaks about Donald Trump all the time. Endless leaks. Endless leaks. Nope, they're never concerned about anybody being killed because we don't kill people. We don't abort 41 million babies a year. We're not Antifa and Black Lives Matter that butchers people on the street. We don't do that. They claim the greatest existential threat to America is white supremacist terrorism, and there hasn't been white hasn't been one white supremacist terrorist uh, action taken yet, or even threat. Where's the threat? Where's the documented threat? None whatsoever. It's all lies. What are we going to do about it, Tom? We know the problems. Well, the first thing you do is you stand. The second thing you do is you vote. And we are, listen, the reason why things are even slowed down at all is because we do sort of own the house. That's why you don't, listen, the reason why we are not in power right now is because of COVID-19. And I'm preaching to the choir right now. I know most of you that are watching never put on a mask, never vax, never locked down, never social distance. But most conservatives did. Listen, I'll pick on my own community. Most evangelical churches closed down. Most of them masked. Most of them pimped and hoard vaccines from their pulpits, calling them a gift from God. Major theological institutions and denominations called vaccines a gift from God. You know, the ones that cause blood clots, blood clots, ADE, myocarditis, those gifts from God. The God who took up all your infirmities and carried all your diseases suddenly sends them back down in the form of an mRNA experimental clot shot. That's why we have, that's why we have Christopher Ray in power right now. That's why we have Joe Biden in power right now. It's because the conservatives came, not the ones watching this podcast. We would be deemed the extremists. What's an extremist now? Remember, we live in an inverted world. An extremist is simply somebody who abides in the truth. If, if the person has a dangling penis, that's a man. I'm an extremist for saying that. It's a man. I'm, I'm not going to call you a woman. That makes me an extremist. I simply state facts about the vaccine, and I get banned off of YouTube for life. I'm an extremist. There's uh, Every single thing that I've ever said on this podcast when it comes to COVID, because I was simply reading. I was reading pathologists like Ryan Cole, the developer and patent holder for mRNA technology, Robert W. Malone. I was reading these people over and over. Peter McAuliffe, world-renowned cardiologist. I'm reading them, just reading it. That, it I was just spouting their facts to get banned for life because now truth is a lie and lie is truth. Just normal information is considered to be, believing normal information is called extremism. How dare you refuse to call me my preferred pronoun? Because it's lying just like a mask is lying. But this is why you can't ever give an inch. There's many conservatives that don masks on to be polite. How is lying ever polite? It's never polite to lie. So you honestly think that you stand six feet apart, that that was just made up 
by Scott Gottlieb, who's on Pfizer's board now, who was originally on Trump's COVID response task force, who's a leftist, a devout vaccine whore, leftist on Pfizer's board, who develops, he even says it, I believe it's in his book, that it was just an arbitrary number that they picked out of thin air. You'll believe that you have to stand. Yeah, but I'll lose relationships. Well, you lose them then. Jesus said it in Matthew 10, 36, a, friend, a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. You, that's the first thing. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, the 461s that are, that are on our platforms right now, but I'm just telling you, that's what you have to stand. Don't get, well, I won't be able to, I'll lose my business if I don't get their carbon-friendly uh, uh, MasterCard. Then lose your business, lose your job, Stand. Get saved and God will supply all your needs if you're not saved. If you are saved, then start believing the Bible. You don't need the world. God will supply your need. In parallel economy, parallel economy, listen, it might be inconvenient for you to go to the Walmart Supercenter or or I'll just use Florida as an example. You may have to drive five miles out of your way to go to Publix instead of Target. Then do it. There's a lot of people driving to my church right now where I'm sitting right now, 13,000 South Tammany Trail, North Port, Florida, Foundation Church, where we're sitting. People are driving from Naples. People are driving from Tampa to come down here. That's just the way it is now. That's the, that's the country that we have to stand. You don't go to some COVID capitulating church ever. If that pastor of that church has never come out and said they were wrong for forcing you to mask, social distance, and pimp and horn vaccines and locking down, then never go there. I don't care if they're on board now, but they've never said they were wrong. Christianity is based on acknowledging I was wrong. So the, the key to all this, because people are always like, you know, you, nobody ever actually says this to me unless I miss it in the comments, but because people just want to know the truth and they watch this podcast, but people often say, well, what, what's the solutions to it? Stand. No matter what, you stand and then you vote. Nobody, nobody, listen, nobody should have stayed home in, the, the, in 2020. Nobody should, have, nobody should have caved to any of that garbage, any of it, ever. Well, you know, it was just two weeks until we found, no, no, there was no two weeks. There was nothing, two weeks of 38 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. Never. That's what you do, never. Well, you know, I believe that we can, we can uh, open up safely, just bought in their propaganda. I believe that we can lower emissions. Propaganda. Listen, we want to lower emissions because there's smog in a city. Fine. If you, if you, I, I hate litterers. I can't stand that because you're just an irresponsible, selfish idiot. You throw your trash all over the ground. I'm fine with that. But if you really think that lowering emissions is going to save your soul, that you think that lowering emissions is going to save the planet in any way, shape, or form, on any level, that you think it helps the planet to lower emissions... You are wrong and you have bought into propaganda. If you believe that COVID was ever an existential threat to anybody's life outside of a of normal flu or a normal cold, which is what it is, coronavirus, it's, corona, it's not a flu, it's a cold, it's coronavirus, just like the common cold, then you bought into the propaganda because the death rates didn't rate, did not go, did not actually go, excess deaths did not go up until 2021 post-vaccine rollout. Why were there no, why was there no mass Excess death increases until after the vaccines. My point in all of this is 
What do we do? You have to stand. You never, never, don't try to make people feel comfortable. Who cares? If they're a liar, their lies needs to be exposed. I'm not talking about being rude or nasty. Believe it or not, despite my disposition on this show, I don't talk to people like this, but I'm not going to sit there and buy into their lies ever. And then I'm going to vote. So you stand and then you vote. Let me just show you this because this is what this has been about. All right. This is the thing. Well, I'll read this one first. Go to Mario for me. There you go. Mario Nafal tweet breaking FBI document alleges Joe Biden was bribed by a business person in Ukraine. That's the FD 1023 form confidential human source that by the way, the FBI FBI has used for a decade and has paid for a decade. They don't do that. If the person doesn't produce the truth, which is why they are getting rid of Christopher Steele and why they were getting rid of Igor Danchenko reference the PP hoax. They get rid of the confidential sources that do not provide them with truthful statements that don't provide them with any confirmable evidence. They don't do it. So Joe Biden allegedly received $5 million in bribes from a Ukrainian business person during his tenure as vice president in exchange for influencing specific policy decisions. Now, we saw him do this. It's on the video. Well, son of a bee, they fired him, remember? Another noteworthy point is that, the Hunter, is that Hunter Biden joined the board of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma in April 2014 with Joe Biden's approval. Despite Hunter's lack of experience, he received an annual salary of approximately $1 million from the energy company. Now, the moment, leave this up for me, Will, just for reference. The moment that Joe Biden left office, what happened to Hunter Biden's salary? It was cut in half. Just like the Clinton Foundation, which folded for all intents and purposes, folded after no more Clintons were in public office. They lost all their income. Isn't that weird? It's weird. Yeah, isn't it odd? That, you know, that Uranium One gives the Clinton Foundation, Uranium One, which by, which is a Russian, Russia, 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 which is a Russian fossil fuel company, namely dealing in, let's see, if they're named Uranium One, <laughs> dealing in uranium, and then Hillary Clinton sold 20% of our uranium to Uranium One, which is a Vladimir Putin company, Russia, 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 Russia. Nothing was ever done. No bribery scheme. And, and what, what, what were the numbers behind that? Well, let's see. Uranium One gave in a donation to the Clinton Foundation 120 million. Then Hillary Clinton pushed through the to the, through the Obama administration the ability to sell 120% of our uranium to Russia. Uranium, I mean, not Ukrainian. <laughs> uranium to Russia. Ukraine's on my head. And not only that, but Bill Clinton was given a speech in Moscow for $500,000. Weird, isn't it? I mean, nobody does it. That's, just, that's open bribery. Open, listen, that is prima facie evidence of bri- a bribery. Bribery. Absolutely, 120 million from Uranium One to the Clinton Foundation. Hillary Clinton pushes through policy in the Obama administration to sell uranium to the 20% of the United States stores of uranium to Russia, to Uranium One, the very company that donated 120 million dollars to her. Why is that not ever? Why is that not? I mean, and, and by the way, why wasn't that prosecuted during the Trump administration? Because all the conservatives, it's not Donald Trump's fault. It's, there's things that are his fault. One of the, in, in a very short period of time, when you have, you can bring it back to me, Will, so not to keep that up. In a very short period, plus I want everybody to make sure you see this shirt. 
in a very short period of time when you're in the Trump administration to try to get rid of all the status when, you're, when your confirmations aren't, aren't even, when your nominations are not being confirmed over and over again, it's hard to actually fix these problems. Because like Bill Barr never should have been attorney general. We to get somebody in there that can actually do the job. Let me just ask you, if Rudy Giuliani was the attorney general, which he should have been, or somebody of his ilk, was he attorney general? Then the Clinton Foundation would have been prosecuted. Hillary Clinton would have been prosecuted. You have to prosecute these people because they're going to prosecute you. If you start prosecuting them, they'll stop prosecuting you. Turnabout is fair play. The door opens both ways. You have to do it. It's, I mean, it's absolutely prima facie evidence that, that, that she received bribes, and so does this. Absolute evidence. Now, here's how it correlates, just so everybody knows. When we're right now, I'll go all the way down to the Biden bribes. So what they always are doing, as you've heard a million times, you've heard from a million other podcasts, the Democrats are always projecting. They are, and listen, I used to always say, they'll accuse you of doing They'll accuse you of doing that, which they're doing. That's, they're, they're way higher than that now. They are prosecuting. When I say you, I mean us. On the right, you are not safe. You're not safe. I'm telling you, there's some of you, I mean, if you don't have to live in a blue state, don't live in a blue state. You're not safe. There's no backstop for your rights. None. They'll prosecute you. What they're doing to Trump, they'll do to you. So they're not only accusing you of that, which they are in fact doing themselves, they are prosecuting you for what they are in fact doing themselves. Example number one, I'll go through these quickly. Why did they, why did they put together a $42 million investigation end up with 40 FBI agents and the Mueller team, including Andrew Globalist Hack Wiseman? Why did they, why did they, why did, what was their, what was their justification? Why were they doing this? Everybody on that team knew. Everybody on Mueller's team knew. James Comey, everybody. Remember, you, you had John Brennan come in on August 16th. Crossfire Hurricane started, this is all in, in 2016. Crossfire Hurricane started in September of 2016. The collusion investigation into Donald Trump. In August or July of 2016, John Brennan briefed the following people. President Barack Hussein Obama, Joe Biden, James Comey, was, they were all briefed, they were all in the room. Attorney General Loretta Lynch were all in the room. They were all briefed that Hillary Clinton had made up the collusion hoax. They knew about Danchenko, they knew about Fusion GPS, they knew about Perkins Coie, they knew about Christopher Steele, very simply, the DNC and Hillary Clinton hired Perkins Coie, Mark Elias hired Perkins Coie to hire Fusion GPS, to hire Christopher Steele, who hired Igor Danchenko. The only collusion that happened with Russia was, was the Clinton, that was the was the Clinton campaign, not the not the Trump campaign. And even just as a little side note, Danchenko isn't even Russian. He used Russian subsources. But he himself is from what country? Can we all guess? Oh, uh, that would be the Ukraine, according to my producer, Aaron. That would be the Ukraine again. Weird how they want the Ukraine burned to the ground. I bet you where they keep all the files is on the eastern end of Ukraine. That's burning to the ground right now. 
So to cover up for Hillary Clinton's 33,000 deleted, deleted, congressionally subpoenaed emails, they had to create a diversion, accuse you, prosecute you of doing exactly what they are in fact doing. So she was the she was the only one colluding with Russians. Was her with Igor Danchenko. So she accuses Donald Trump of colluding with Russians. So that's number one. Number two, the impeachment hoax. Number one, which was the Ukraine phone call, where where Donald Trump for weeks we were we were told that he had he was he he gave Volodymyr Zelensky a quid pro quo. You either investigate Joe Biden or you're not getting the billions of dollars for anti air, uh, anti uh, anti tank uh, missiles or whatever it was. Well, that well, so Trump said, you know what? I'll re- I'll release a transcript, which is never done. It's classified. You, you know what he can do as the president, like he has with all of his all of his documents in Mar-a-Lago, uh, declassified, released. So he did. He released it, and then everybody had to shut up because there's no quid pro on there, no quid pro pro quo, nothing. So what? Now why did they have to accuse him of a quid pro quo? Because we have Joe Biden on tape offering a quid pro quo. To the Ukrainian government, you don't get your billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor that's investigating my son's Barisma's company, my son's company Barisma. So that's that always accusing you of doing that which they're doing now have escalated to prosecuting you for that which they're doing. Impeachment number two was for his incitement of of January sixth, two and a half years ago, right? Still going on, trial still going on for a bunch of MAGA grandmas that walked into the Capitol and committed no crimes. So what was that for? That was to cover the FBI's the FBI's creation or instigation of 1-6 and the FBI's creation and instigation of the Whitmer kidnapping. That never occurred, which they used to try, the FBI trying to influence elections as usual, where they sequestered the Hunter Biden laptop story meeting with Facebook every week, meeting with Twitter every week, telling them without using the exact words with plausible deniability. It's not, it's not actually plausible deniability. In D.C. terms, plausible deniability. Telling them to ban all story from the New York Post of the Hunter Biden laptop story so they keep that off the pages while putting on the pages of, of media that Trump, that MAGA people, Trump voters, tried to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. So you take down the defamatory information about Joe Biden and you put up the defamatory information about Donald Trump. They always do that which they accuse you of doing. Number four, Mar-a-Lago. They raided Mar-a-Lago because they knew. And this is, I'm stealing this from Dan Bongino, but it, total credit to him. And he, and he says this is just conjecture on his part. So it's just conjecture on my part, but I'm just pseudo quoting him. Could it be that the same informant that told them about the FD-1023 form told them about Joe Biden having classified documents? Because it all started about the same time. So the informant says, you know what, just so you know, Joe Biden has 1,800 boxes of classified documents. So now they've got to get ahead of this thing because they knew that this classified document stuff, which which includes his interactions with Burisma, with the Ukrainian government and then possibly receiving payments from the Ukrainian government in classified documents because they're kind of one and the same thing. Classified documents all intermingled in this. Just conjecture. 
But they had to, they knew that Joe Biden was going to be turning in. Was Joe? They knew. Let me put it this way: they knew that Joe Biden was suddenly going to discover classified documents at the Penn Biden Center, bought and paid for by the CCP. So then they've got to create a classified document problem with Donald J. Trump. Say that works the same way every time. And now they have to accuse Donald Trump of violating the Espionage Act. By, but because Joe Biden has, has obviously, at least allegedly, received payments from a foreign comp- from a foreign country for legislation for policy and the whole thing and again I'm stealing this from Dan Bongino it's not even about Joe Biden it's actually about trying to cover for their for their God for their Savior for their Messiah Barack Hussein Obama because Obama knew Hillary Clinton. She knew the, he, she knew she had a, a server in a bathroom in Colorado. She he knew that it was an unsecured server that was obviously being infiltrated by foreign entities, namely Russia and China. She he knew that and didn't do a daggum thing about it. So that has to be covered. That's why when he's told on August 16th, over a month before Crossfire Hurricane starts, he lets it go. He lets Crossfire Hurricane go because he has to cover for the very fact that he was receiving emails from hillary clinton from a non-classified from an unclassified server therefore their communications were unclassified his to hers and hers to his so he has to cover for he has to cover his own tracks this is about covering for barack hussein obama biden even though he was receiving the bribes obama had to rubber stamp the policy if because the vice president can't do anything that's why i never i never want ron DeSantis to be vice president it's useless. I'm not saying I want to be president yet, but I never want to be vice president because it's useless. So Biden's getting allegedly paid $5 million to usher forward policy. The only person that can actually institute the policy is Barack Obama. So this is really about covering for the leftist messiah. Now, where the heck am I? Greg Price? All right, there we go. Go down for him. Greg Price uh, tweet, breaking. I wonder why Hunter Biden doesn't want to release his financial information. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? I mean, here you have, I believe it's the, uh, is it the fifth Biden grandchild? Can't remember, it's fifth or seventh. They refuse to acknowledge the, do- the granddaughter v- 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 uh, via stripper from Hunter Biden. Mm. They refuse to acknowledge her, although the DNA tests have shown that it's Hunter Biden's uh, kid. But he was refusing to make any child support payments, and she's suing him for child support. But he won't, he won't make the payments, and he won't release his financial records, so he's facing jail time. So breaking an Arkansas judge's threatening, which would be funny, by the way, with all of his other crimes, that he actually gets, he gets put in jail for violating child support payments. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Breaking an Arkansas judge is threatening to jail Hunter Biden for up to six months if he doesn't show up to answer questions in court about his finances and the child support lawsuit being filed against him by a mother of his four-year-old daughter, his daughter. Okay, there you go. So I wonder why he won't show up. I mean, because it's full disclosure. It's full transparency. You have to disclose your financial records so they can set a payment amount per month. Because you have to pay a certain percentage Based on your income, he refuses to disclose his income. Why would that be? Because of all the payments he's receiving from foreign countries or the payments that his family has received? 
And if you actually show the financial disclosures, they'd say, like, we already know the one, the, what was exposed already by James, Comer, by James Comer's committee, that a payment came in from the CCP for $3 million. And three, one million went to the Biden family and was spread out through you know, to several members of the Biden family, including Hunter for 600,000. Is it because those financial disclosures, what are called SIRs, suspicious activity reports coming out of banks? Would that be on his, would, be, would that be on his financial records or part of his financial records? That's why he doesn't want, why, why would you, why wouldn't you just pay the girl off? He is a millionaire. The Bidens are worth millions and millions of dollars. Why wouldn't he just pay? You could make one lump sum payment. They won't do it because in order to do that, he has to expose the Biden family finances because he's been running the Biden family finances for years. Joe Biden's never made more than $450,000 a year, but he's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. He makes $450,000 a year as president. Before that, he was making under $300,000 a year. His entire life was a multimillionaire, just like Nancy Pelosi. I like to see her financial records. As she hits the lottery with every single stock transaction. Boy, she hit it perfect again. Her and Paul hit it perfect again. Very lucky. Yeah, yeah, very lucky, my producer. My producer says, lottery, there's lottery. They're habitual lottery strikers. (laughs) Oh, we hit it again, Paul. Yeah, that's because, Nancy, you told me last night that the United States military is, is going to go ahead and retrofit or actually going to uh, replace their fleet with electric cars, and you bought all that electric car stock right before that. Weird! Isn't it? It's like 75 members of Congress own Pfizer stock, and they're mandated to take their product. Weird! Now, here's another one, D.C. Drano tweet. Just to prove it to you, signed letter from President Trump on January 19, 2021, the day before he left office, declassifying crossfire hurricane documents showing Obama, Biden, the CIA, DOJ, and FBI spied on him. You know wonder why they went there down there and confiscated them? I won't re- I mean, listen, it's hard for me not to relitigate every last part of it every time I talk about it. He declassified them, he declassified everything. There's no crime there. All right, let's move on to some more FBI stuff. I just had to show you this. I know this is old, but I just had to put it out there. It's from last week, but just in case, short RNC research video, disgraced former FBI director. If you saw me, I showed the video on the pregame. Owen Schroyer just, just harassing him in his, in his uh, you know, book tour conference or book tour talk he was having. That's great. Good. That's what they do to us. They can enjoy it. If, you, if we prosecute them enough, they'll stop prosecuting us enough. We shout them down enough, they'll stop shouting us down. No, Tom, you can't act like them. What are you going to do then? Never talk? Whenever Matt, whenever Matt Walsh goes to do a talk, Riley Gaines do a talk, we get shouted down by transgender people. So you know what you do? Of course, they just arrested a guy for doing that in New York. Well, it wasn't New York. It was another city. But it was a you know, blue city, of course. He, try, he goes there and tries to actually you know, shout during a, uh, you know, what I call like a perv convention, a, a per, you know, a transgender gathering for Pride Month. And he just starts shouting out anti-trans things. Well, he gets arrested for it. Because, of the, because that's the state of our judicial system that we have right now. It just is what it is. But this, but FBI, but back to Comey. Disgraced former FBI Director James Comey, leading architect of the Russian collusion hoax, says 
It has to be Joe Biden. Here's James Comey, former director of the FBI. You know what you do when you're asked this question? If you're the director, former director of the FBI is, I stay out of politics. But look what he says instead. Play it for me. You were a Republican most of your life, uh, but voted for, and you may still consider yourself one, but voted for Biden in 2020. Do you intend to vote for him again? Or is there anyone on the Republican side you might consider if it's not Trump? It has to be Joe Biden. And, And I'm glad he's willing to serve. It has to be somebody committed to the rule of law, committed to the values of this country. And I'm not talking about policy. People can disagree about policy. There are things above those disagreements that all of us should think about the same way. The president must be someone who abides the law in our Constitution. And there's no one else but Joe Biden. Abide the law. Now, remember, we live in an inverted world. Just like when they say democracy, they mean government-sponsored censorship, mandated vaccines, mandated closures, Banning you off of all platforms, that's now democracy in their eyes. Now, abiding in the law means this, covering for the malfeasance of government. Well, we better classify that. We better redact that because we don't want anybody to see it. Why don't you want anybody to see it? Because, you know what, it's classified and and we have our various excuses. But no, it's actually just to cover for the malfeasance, the law-breaking of those in power. That's why they classify. Why would, again, I know I bring this up all the time, but why are all of Anthony Fauci, who works for the NIH, the NIAID, why is he, why are his communications redacted and classified? He's not a spy. He's not, he's not uncovering KGB agents, 80s style in the United States. He's a five foot two garden gnome who works in a lab who's never actually healed an illness in his entire life or come up with an effective vaccine his entire life why is anything that he does classified let alone why does he have a job for five decades and he never accomplishes one thing that's government why because see that's that's what that's what comer's actually talking about it has to be joe biden's because he will abide by the law the law for james comer is covering up for corruption in the government, namely the FBI. He has to have Joe Biden in office because if Joe, if Donald Trump gets elected, James Comey, James Comey is going to prison. Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, not because of the trumped up crap like Mar-a-Lago raids. They lied under oath. They, they filed false police reports. They lied numerous times to the FISA court. They covered for Hillary Clinton's deleted 33,000 subpoenaed emails. That's why, and to him, covering up for his malfeasance is being law-abiding. You're like, Tom, that doesn't make any sense because you see, you need to understand the deeper meaning behind it all. For them, the law is institutionalized D.C. Swamp D.C., which Lindsey Graham's a part of as much as Chuck Schumer's a part of. Nancy Pelosi's a part of just as much as Mitch McConnell's a part of it. They're all the same, and they all believe that they are the protected class, and they can do no wrong. Literally, they can murder people, they can send drone strikes, they can lie under oath, they can lie to a FISA court, they can spy on a campaign, because it's for, the, for the, what they deem to be the good. So, And what they deem to be the good is the lie. Is that making sense, Aaron? Okay. So what they deem to be the good which is protection of all that is globalist, leftist, bourgeois elitism, 
That's the good. That's why you have the FBI director at the World Economic Forum. I mean, Christopher Ray was right there just a couple months ago. They believe that. So they, when Comey, when Comey says, you know, a, a president's going to abide in the law, a man who received a $5 million bribe from Ukraine is abiding in the law. What he means by the law is they're what they deem to be good, which is the protectionism of their own little sub-society inside of D.C., and that has to be protected. That's the good. That's the law. And all of it's lawless. It's lawlessness. They can they do whatever they want. They create a Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping hoax, and, the, and they have to protect that because they were doing that for the greater good to keep Donald Trump from being elected. That's what he considers to be the law. I hope that made sense. Here's the next part. Inside with Jen Psaki again. Think about what for, yeah, now, gross. Who came, I mean, who, who is this, pro, who, who came up with the name for Jen Psaki's show? Crack Marketing Team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Butt Crack Marketing <laughs> USA. Inside with Jen Psaki video. Think about what four years of retribution presidency might look like. Here's Comer again. Play for me. Or Comer. You said that Trump poses a near existential threat to the rule of law. And, and this is something similar language that I hear privately from national security officials, some people you and I both know who will say this privately about what a second term could mean. But tell me a little bit about the specifics of what he could try to do. What do you mean by that? Well, think about what four years of a retribution presidency might look like. He could order the investigation and prosecution of individuals who he sees as enemies. I'm sure I'm on the enemies list. Because the president constitutionally does oversee the executive branch entirely, which includes the Department of Justice, prosecutors and investigators. And so he could commission direct that individuals be pursued. He could also direct all kinds of other conduct that people would maybe take to court to try to stop. But who enforces court orders? Mm -hmm. Mostly the United States Marshals Service, which is in part of the executive branch and reports to the president. And so President Trump could say, I don't care what the Supreme Court says or these district judges say. I'm telling the Marshals Service, don't enforce the court order. And so our Constitution really does give a rogue president, which is what this would be, tremendous power to destroy. And so that's why I'm trying to warn people, given the way he said he intends to operate if he's reelected, this will be something we could never have imagined. Again, it seems like science fiction in a way, but it's what another four years of Donald Trump really promises, which is why People criticize CNN for their town hall. I want the American people to stare at the threat that we're facing and understand that they cannot take the next election off. Truly amazing because he outlines exactly what the Biden administration is doing right now. So what he says is, I don't want a president to do what I, in fact, myself did at the behest of Barack Hussein Obama and what Joe Biden is doing right now, going after individuals. I mean, come on. Steve Bannon arrested for not obeying a congressional subpoena. Eric Holder didn't obey a congressional subpoena. Numerous, numerous other uh, left-wingers have not obeyed congressional subpoenas from legitimate sources. The 1-6 committee didn't even have the lawful right to issue the subpoena that Steve Bannon was found guilty of not obeying. 
How do you how do you how are you guilty of not obeying a subpoena that's not lawfully issued? But he was. They've arrested Navarro, raided James O'Keefe, arrested Roger Stone, raided Rudy Giuliani, lawfared Alex Jones into bankruptcy, raided Mar-a-Lago. Everything that Comey just described, the Biden administration is doing. See, everything is inverted. Aaron brought up Isaiah 5, 20 and 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put light for darkness and darkness for light, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are prudent in their own eyes or or wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. See, because everything to him is about protectionism for himself and everything that is protectionism for himself, he considers to be lawful and good. When when protectionism for himself is protecting his malfeasance, his perjury, his lying under oath and filing false police reports, creating faux investigations with no precedent for the investigation whatsoever. whatsoever. Now I could stay on the FBI all night, but I only got another half hour, so I'll move on. So let's go to this. And Wall Street Journal came out with this. So Instagram, under Mark Zuckerberg, Instagram, Facebook, same thing, owned by the same people, owned by the same person, Mark Zuckerberg, Meta, Meta, is that what's called here? Meta? Owned by Meta. I never will call it that because you know why I won't call it that? Because it's stupid. Simple as that. But you have Instagram as connects vast pedophile network with blatant hashtags on the bottom. A pedophile network has flourished on Instagram. The one that bans us all the time. So I, I, I'll get banned if I call it a clot shot. But nudies of four-year-olds are allowed. Children engaged in sex acts and people trafficking in those photos and in those video videos and maybe even trafficking in the children themselves, that's not allowed on Instagram. But if I put out excess death rates post-vaccine, I'm banned for life. Shows you who these people are. And it just opens up the door, doesn't it? And listen, I, I am not, believe it or not, I am not a conspiracy guy. The QAnon stuff, was, is, that drove me nuts. Everybody would espouse it. It was completely wrong. It was never right. It was just like the Jehovah's Witness Church, one prophecy after another never comes true, but yet they never back off their their fervency for being a Jehovah's Witness. The QAnon people never back off. It's like, it never happens. Oh, this is going to be the date. This is going to be the date. This is going to be, this person is going to be right. That person. But we are going to have to start thinking about what's happening to all these kids. You're like, Tom, I'm way ahead of you. I believed in child, child sex trafficking for a long time. I have for a couple years, but I didn't before. Tunnels under Disney. I don't buy into that because there's too many people under Disney. Somebody's going to say something. If you got a, if you got kids being trafficked under tunnels under uh, tunnels under Disney. But are these kids being, where, where the, we are, this is starting to come out. I urge you to listen. I'll put it out as I get more informed on it. But it's starting to come out on Bannon's show because Bannon never, Steve Bannon, pandemic war room, never actually talked about child uh, sex trafficking. Just uh, was just like, you know, it wasn't, wasn't, you know, his, his, his arena. So he just stayed out of it. But he's starting to talk about it now because we're going to have to face the facts that we have thousands upon. It's not, it's not thousands. It's minimum of tens of thousands of kids missing all the time. And Aaron and I covered these, these stories earlier on in the podcast where there were these raids during mainly during the Trump administration put on by 
joint jurisdictional task forces of feds and local cops well they're finding hundreds of missing kids in a day yeah remember that yeah one was in georgia yeah georgia ohio i think right and we me and him were like what the crap and why aren't these done every day then and there was just one that came out recently they found like 68 kids that are missing what what's happening to these kids we know that 85,000 are missing from the border. Remember, always remember, and I know it's redundant for those of you that watch the TLP all the time, but you've got to remember the CBP statistics, Customs Border Patrol statistics. It's one to five times that many, so at minimum, it's 160,000 that are missing. And up to five times 85,000, whatever that number is, that are actually missing. Because they're the ones that they have documented that went through the system and that were sent out. They've never been seen since. It's not that they're just not showing up for notice to appears. They go to, you have all these charities, these NGOs, and again, it's just a giant circle blank symbiote of liberal Democratic Party dollars going to the federal government that goes to these CBOs, uh, not CBOs, NGOs, and then those NGOs donate to the Democratic Party. Democratic Party gives them half a billion dollars. They make sure that they send them back $200 million for their campaigns. It's just an endless symbiote. And in the midst of this, the NGOs at the border being bought and paid for, being financed by the Democratic Party. That's why they opened up the border. Why would they open up the border? I'm going too deep into this, but why would they open up the border? Because their NGOs demand it. Hey, we've given you a lot of money. We need, to, we need to have something to do down here at the border as a non-government organization. Send us the money. And don't worry. That, those tax dollars that you send us is like Planned Parenthood does. Planned Parenthood gets $600 million every year from you and me, and that goes back to the Democratic Party in the form of $150, $200 million every year to finance their campaigns and to finance their jet-set lifestyles. So the NGOs go, hey, listen, Trump screwed us down here. Border's closed. We have, we have nobody to funnel into the world. We have, we have no kids to transport into who knows where in the dark of night. Remember, we, that's how they make their millions. They got people running those organizations that are multi, multi-millionaires. They're not going to let their border be closed. It's like Planned Parenthood. They got to slaughter those kids. They got to suck the brains out of kids and sell their eyeballs on the open market, which has all been proved, and it's all been confessed under oath. Pull up the tapes. Just like the Disney, all the Disney producers having to prove, having to admit under oath, having to, not under oath, but admitting in their meetings that they were pushing hypersexual narratives on our kids through Disney. It's all on tape. No, there's, no, there's no denying it. It's irrefutable. So the NGOs, they want their money, so they open the border back up again. Double World Health Organization. Tetros Gabriasis calls Joe Biden. Hey, Donald Trump took us out of this. You need to, and Donald Trump, when he took it out, we still had to stay for another 18 months as part of some stupid agreement. Why would we ever, why would we ever abide by that? I don't know. But he did, Tetros Gabriasis, oh, you're going to send me my money now, right? Because we're going to funnel it back to the Democratic Party. That's how it happens every time. The same thing here. Nothing done. It's been going on for who knows how long. Where, where, where's, the, where's the reporting? Where's Christopher Ray? Oh, that's right. Instagram's on his side. 
so they can do no wrong. They can be, if you are a leftist, and since our judicial system in Washington, D.C. and in numerous other locations is leftist, if you're a leftist, you can do no wrong. But what's amazing to me, though, is that you don't see, if you're a leftist, how this will turn on you. Because eventually, what you have institutionalized, what you have let loose, what you've, that which you've let proliferate, will turn on you. How? Well, don't you think like, I mean, just like they did, Barack Obama did it to Bill Clinton, called him a racist. Remember? Bill Clinton's on, you can pull it up right now on Google, Bill Clinton, I pulled the race card on me. They used Bill Clinton's tactics on him. Eventually, when you got, if you're Letitia James, and you're wanting to be, you wanted to take Kathy Hochul's job, Letitia James, AG of New York, wants Kathy Hochul's job, governor of New York, what's Letitia James going to do to Kathy Hochul? Same tactics she's doing to Donald Trump via Alvin Bragg. You don't think it's going to turn on you? When you weaponize the DOJ or you weaponize any criminal justice system, you don't think eventually it'll be turned on you as it always has been in every historic moment ever documented in history? All right, let's go to the next one for me. Just about back, you know, just uh, about the Instagram thing, Darren, Darren J. Beatty. Big story on the un- uh, on. Big story of uncovering pedophilia network has, is talking about Instagram. Has, has an as of yet unremarked subte- subtext. Hard sentence to read for some reason. The watchdog group featured here is Stanford Internet Observatory. I'm sure that's a bastion of white and right-wing conservator- conservatism. Currently under hot water for being caught red-handed coordinating with the government to censor COVID and election speech. So you have the Stanford Internet Observatory that coordinated with the FBI to ban people like you and me. To ban us from speaking the truth, calling it lies because we live in an inverted society. Everything that's true is a lie. Everything that's a lie is the truth, according to the globalist leftists. And it's all to usher in a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by tyranny. But the very people that are allegedly exposing the Instagram pedophilia problem are the people who are banning speech? Are they trying to save themselves? Are they trying to give themselves a measure of credibility? Time will tell. Interesting story here. Donald J. Trump, I mean, Donald Trump Jr. tweet. I just, it, again, staying on the judicial system. Shown here, Democrat donor and former Obama White House Lord. Most of you don't, probably don't know what's going on in Texas with the impeachment of the great Attorney General Ken Paxton. He's being impeached by rhino Republicans. No, listen, hardly any Republicans are what you and I are. 488 people are watching right now. I'm telling you, 99.9% of any Republican that you could name is not a real Republican. We've seen that with Marjorie Taylor Greene. We thought she was one of us. She is not one of us. She's a swampster. She must, she must really like being a celebrity. She doesn't want to lose that, so she votes to increase the national debt by $4 trillion in the name, because we live in an inverted world, in the name of fiscal conservatism. And and funding 87,000, well, it's not a full 87, no, it's 86,500 agents she she went ahead and financed instead of the 87,000. That, that, that's this great fiscal uh, fiscal legislation inside of, inside of D.C., right? This great fiscal responsibility. Great fiscal conservatism. Shown here, Democratic donor and former Obama White House lawyer going to work with Texas House Republicans, rhinos, 
on the sham impeachment of Ken Paxton. House GI Chair's Chief of Staff just escorted House Parliamentarian Hugh Brady into private House GI meeting. So they're doing the exact same thing here. Everybody thinks they're, I mean, there are conspiracies. The conspiracy theory is somebody that's theorizing about a conspiracy. There are conspiracies. Leave this up for me, Will, so I got the names. They did the exact same thing with tw- with the Twinkie hoax. Alvin Bragg with his, uh, you know, his election law violation indictment of Donald Trump in New York City under Letitia James. What did they do there? They brought Trump, I mean, they brought Biden lawyer, Colangelo up there and ran that entire thing. Alvin Bragg, Twinkies, because he knew that it would impinge upon his Twinkie consumption. But if he had to do a big investigation, he wouldn't be able to eat as many Twinkies. So he said, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to indict President Trump. So they sent the Biden administration, sent, pull it up, the, sent an attorney named, last name of Colangelo, up there to run the indictment of Donald J. Trump. As soon as he was indicted, he quit. As soon as Trump was indicted, he, Colangelo quit. Now they're doing the same thing to get Pen, Ken Paxton. They're sending, their Democratic Party is sending people, sending, namely right here, uh, Hugh Brady, to, to Texas, to try to impeach Ken Paxton. We don't play any of those games, and I'm telling you right now, we better start. Or there's going to be nothing left of this country. We have to do what Bailey's doing in Missouri right now, which is suing the Biden administration for their collusion with social media companies using the DOJ. And I told you this before, and I just, I can't get past it. When the Biden attorneys were asked, is it, is it permissible, the Biden attorneys, you got Bailey, the AG for Missouri, suing the Biden administration for banning people like you and me off of social media for making posts, which is a violation of our First Amendment rights. You're like, well, Facebook can do it if they want. Twitter can do it if they want, which by the way, they can't, but let's just, for ease of conversation, say that they can. You can bring it back to me, Will. Say that they can which they can't, but for ease of conversation, let's just say they can't because they're a private company. Just, just, just some background on that real quick. If a private company is allowed to violate the Constitution, then I guess a private building owner can refuse to rent apartments to transgender people, right? On the basis of them being transgender, it's a private company, can do whatever it wants, right? No. So therefore, if you are a Section 230 exempted platform, you're not allowed to ban free speech either unless it's the violation of law, which is institutionalized violence where you are trying to instigate violence or yours pornography, which is also against the law. Other than that, you should be allowed to say whatever you want. If you are a platform, not a publisher, a platform, which is what Twitter is, which is what Facebook is, which is what Instagram is, which is what YouTube is, which is what Rumble is, they are platforms. The only people that can be sued on a platform is the person who actually put out the material, not the hosting platform. If you sue me for defamation, Rumble doesn't get sued. They're a platform. But in this lawsuit from Missouri, Attorney General Bailey, the Biden administration was asked point blank, is it permissible under the First Amendment for a citizen of the United States to post that vaccines are dangerous or... The election was rigged or that, you know, COVID-19 has a 0.1% death rate. Is that permissible? 
The only one I made up the last one. And their answer was, it depends. It depends. Listen, everybody needs to understand the difference between civil and criminal, for one thing. You instigate violence, that, that's a criminal thing. Defamation, if you, what, I don't care what, listen, I hate racism, but you have the right to say racist things. I hate it, but you have, I hate it too. I hate when people say anti-Christian things. I hate when people say anti-black things, anti-white things, anti-Hispanic, anti-Asian. You know why I hate it? Because it's all lies and stupid. Nobody's credibility, nobody's value is based on the pigmentation of their skin or their appearance. God does not judge by appearance. Judge, God judges with righteous judgment. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So you should be able to say whatever it is that you want to say outside of pornography and instigating violence, which have already been put into our laws, institutionalized in our laws as against the law. But you have the Biden administration that colluded with these platforms and now being sued by Bailey out of Missouri, which is what the reason why they're taking PACs. Why are they taking Paxton down? Because Bailey did it. Now they got to go after Paxton because Paxton's going to do the same thing to the Biden administration. Biden can be sued by a local attorney general for a myriad of things as long as it affected your state. We're going to come up with, if I went around the room right now, there's three other people in this room with me right now. If we went around the room, we could, we could come up with a list of things that affected our state from the Biden administration, from the Obama administration. And you could sue Barack Hussein Obama or Joe Biden now, which is what they did to Alex Jones, which is what they did to, to, Peter, to, to Peter Navarro and to Steve Bannon, to Rudy Giuliani, because they just, they just got him in blue jurisdictions. And again, I don't want to re- go into this because it'll take me 30 minutes, but understand something. If it's a blue jurisdiction, you have no rights. You're like, well, no, Trump gets in trouble because Trump does bad things. Really? What, what's he done that's bad? They, they said that he instigated the 1-6 uh, insurrection, the, the unarmed two-and-a-half-hour insurrection, and everything on video says the opposite. But yet they, they impaneled the 1-6 committee and everything else, but I'm just, here's my point. Is if you live in a blue jurisdiction, they say, you know what? I'll just make, I'll just make up a name. Bill, who they know is a member of the local MAGA club, say you're the say you're the head of the local MAGA club with 250 members, and you're an you're an activist group. So they say, you know, and you're in Chicago. They say Bill stole a bike. I wouldn't steal a bike. I didn't. I was actually out of state the day the bike was stolen. Doesn't matter that they put it on a form, what's called a probable cause affidavit, a charging document, that you stole a bike. Explain to me how you get out of it. Go ahead. Somebody explain it. How do you get out of it? Well, the evidence will show that I wasn't there. Okay. The evidence is, is given, is shown to who? Okay. It's shown to a district attorney who was bought and paid for by George Soros named Kim Fox. Jesse Smollett. That case. So Kim Fox is going to exonerate you based on evidence? It says on the document, some... The person from the local Biden club says you stole a bike. Swears to it under oath on a on a probable cause affidavit that now sits in front of Kim Fox, who knows that you were out of state. You were actually at the at a Trump rally in Hoboken. 
with video evidence that you were there at the time the bike was stolen. And they have a video of a, of a, of a small woman stealing the bike. But uh, you know, so we got your bill, the head of the local MAGA club, let's say you're, you're, you're my size, 6'2", 240. And they got a, they've got a, they've got video footage of a girl, five foot one, one twenty, stealing. Doesn't matter. Kim Fox says says you're on the affidavit. You know, well, yeah, but the evidence would exonerate me. Who would exonerate you via the evidence? Because Kim Fox isn't going to do it. You're the head of the MAGA club. Well, the judge will see it. The judge is a member of the Democratic Party. He's going to exonerate a, a jury of my peers in Chicago. In Chicago. I mean, Donald Trump was just found guilty of of civil sexual assault when the person who alleges that he committed a sexual assault, first of all, was in the early 90s. Can't give a time, can't give a date. There's no evidence, there's no DNA, there's no witnesses, no cooperating witnesses, no evidence whatsoever. She actually worked with her, her attorney to change the statute of limitations to get to have the ability to bring forth this case the year prior to the E. Jean Carroll case she her, the statute of limitations had run out she and her attorney worked with the city of New York to change the statute of limitations so she could bring forth her case and you're going to get a fair trial from who you, you stole the bike Kim Fox said you the district attorney said you did she impanels the grand jury of your peers that are all Democrats. They say you did. Judge says, you know what, there's enough because judge is a blue judge. Says, you know what, there's enough evidence to proceed forward. They go to a regular trial. Trial. Now you get a public defender who's a blue public defender and a blue prosecutor and a blue jury and a blue judge. Well, you lose that, so you're in jail, so you appeal it. It goes to the appellate court in Illinois, which is all blue judges. Then, it goes, you, then you appeal it to the Supreme Court, which is all blue judges. And then you appeal to our Supreme Court, who just who just legislated from the bench that the IRS has the right to all of your financial records without a subpoena, all your bank records without a subpoena, not all your financial records, all your bank records, all your accounts without a subpoena. You know that? Everybody knows that, right? That just happened last week. It was last week, wasn't it, Aaron? Last week, nine to nothing. Clarence Thomas voted for it. Samuel Alito voted for it. Amy Coney Barrett voted for it. Brett Kavanaugh voted for it. They all voted that the IRS now can have access to your bank records without a subpoena. It's all going to work very well with the July 11th rollout of CBDC currency. All right, let's go to the next one just to run over some. Since it's Pride Month, here's what the Air Force is doing. I'm just wondering, how the, how the freak are we going to defend this country? Who's going to fight in these wars? I mean, you have all these people like Lindsey uh, Lindsey Graham, who says, you know, the greatest day of his life is the day that a Russian soldier's blood is spilled. Said it right there on national TV with Volodymyr Zelensky, who's no better than Vladimir Putin. Same exact government, just two different countries. Who's going to fight this two-front war in Taiwan versus the most technologically advanced military on the planet, the CCP, with hypersonic technology that we don't have? We don't have hypersonic technology to the level of the, of the CCP and the PLA because this is what the Air Force is busy doing. June is Pride Month. You ever see it? Is that ever going to happen? In the G I'm looking at my producer. If you're wondering what I'm looking at. Is that ever, I mean, is that ever, there he is. Is that ever going to happen in, in downtown Beijing? No. 
They kill those people. <laughs> That's right. They disappear. The Tiananmen square them. Yeah. They're gone. They just run you over with tanks. You go out there with your 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 rainbow flag, they run you over with a tank. Yeah. And we're here. This is our Air Force. June is Pride Month? How about be how about how about June being cyper uh, son, uh, uh hypersonic technology month? How about we declare it hypersonic technology month? Instead of Pride Month. Will you will you will you celebrate sodomy? Sodomy month. The Department of the Air Force proudly recognizes and celebrates generations of women who have sex with women, men who have sex with men, and women who call themselves men, and women who call and men who call themselves women, i.e. LGBTQI plus spirit animal, whatever. Service members and their contributions to our Air Force and Space Force. That's what your military's on and about doing. Here's a Robbie Starbucks tweet. Just throw these things in here. I just have to show them to you. Just cultural things. These are Megan Fox's sons. Pride Month. We used to live in, a, in, in the Robbie Starbuck. We used to live in the same gated community, and our kids played at the park. I saw two of them have a full, full-on breakdown saying they were forced by their mom to wear girls' clothes. It's child abuse. This is Robbie Starbuck telling you, under the threat of defamation, what he saw happen and what Megan Fox's kids said. Look at them. Those are all boys. We live in an inverted society, everybody. That's why it's, I mean, listen, we can, it's, it's not even about republicanism, not about conservative versus liberalism, it's about evil versus righteousness. It's God versus Satan. If you're watching this and you are not saved, get saved under the blood of Jesus Christ. It's a spiritual war. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. That's why it's no violence ever advocated from this show. We're not, we're not warring against the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I saw two of them have a full-blown, full-on breakdown saying they were forced by their mom, Megan Fox, to wear girls' clothes as their nanny tried to console them. It's pure child abuse. Pray for them. Exactly. Here's another one for you. You know, I mean, I can't remember. Aaron might remember. I don't know. What, what the denigration of Bud Light, how much, I mean, I know that Target stock's been denigrated by J.P. Morgan. And I, you, put up, you put it up on Tuesday, but I can't remember the number, how much money Bud Light has lost so far. I, I, know think, it was, I think it was $13.6 billion. $13.6 billion. I think it's more, but I don't remember. I think it was 16 but I don't remember. Yeah, it might have been. Something like that. But anyway, so they've lost billions and billions of dollars. Not coming back, by the way. Not coming back, but yet, they, do they care? Absolutely not. And again, I could deep dive into this for another 30 minutes. But just so everybody knows, it's about the IMF. It's about BlackRock. It's about Vanguard, all interwoven together. Bud Light, which is not an American company founded in St. Louis. That, that was 60 years ago. They were sold to an Argentinian company. I believe they're owned by a subsidiary in Germany now. So they're not an American company. At all. They're not. And I hate beer. I hate alcohol anyway, whatever. But I'm just telling you, they have to have a constant infusion of cash. So they have to meet the needs of their bankruptors. And man, I could spend 30 minutes on it. 13 point. Aaron was right as usual. No, oh, no, Bud Light. No, yeah. Target has lost 13. You yeah. got, so it's Target. Aaron's giving me a graphic over to my left here. Target's lost 13 billion. Bud Light's has lost 27, 27. billion. 
27 billion. Disney's lost 50 billion so far. So far. So, see, they, what do you, what do you mean that they, they are beholden to their bankruptors? You look at them, it's like Fox News. Fox News is going bankrupt. They are. They won't admit it because they'll get, they have enough cash saved up right now to stay alive for years. They are hemorrhaging billions from what they did with Tucker Carlson. Billions of dollars, but it doesn't matter. Who bought a large portion of their stock two months before they fired Tucker Carlson? BlackRock did. BlackRock is purposely bankrupting the companies they own by forcing them into ESG, environmental social governance, and forcing them into DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion. They bankrupt the company, and just like George Soros did with the Vice Channel, then they buy up their dilapidated stocks. That's what it's all about. It's simplistic. I could spend three hours on it, but I won't do that to you. But the reason why? Bud Light's not backing down because they are beholden to their bankruptor. They're not going to get BlackRock cash if they, or BlackRock or Vanguard, whoever it is, their majority owner or their major minority owner is telling them. They will not get money from their majority owner or their minority majority owner. They won't get money from these people unless they tow the ESG DEI line. So they keep doubling down. 27 billion down and yet Bud Light co-sponsoring all ages drag party family festival event. Because they are going to, they will do what, because their bankruptors keeps telling them, we'll keep giving you an infusion of cash. Yeah, but our stock valuation keeps it. Once you get addicted to it, you, they don't have the sales anymore. So now they have to have the infusion of cash from the people who are bankrupting them who allow their stock to go down to very low levels so they can buy it up just like BlackRock does with the housing industry. It's the way that it is. All right, that's it. 10.02. That's good. A lot of videos to follow back here. Saturday night, 491 people on. We crested up over like 520-something other. Switch up, switch over to Rumble whenever you can. We are building. We are steamrolling to 1,000 live. We want to get to 1,000 live. 1,000 live. That's what we're shooting for. Rumble is our path. Get there. If, it, if I can download an app, anybody can download an app. Just so you know, I don't make any money. Aaron, show them your hat. I don't make any money off Rumble. Even Aaron doesn't make any money off Rumble. They do. They are headquartered right here where we live. But they are a free speech platform. One of the majority owners, one of the majority major, minority owners is Dan Bongino, who I love, but I have no affiliation with him. He doesn't know who on earth I am or anything else. But download that app. We've got to have our parallel economy. Back here, Saturday night, 1030, short 55 minutes of fury, but it will be in fuego. Love you all. See you Saturday night. Ambient noise is not unbelief. It's what causes unbelief. There's a war going on, but I see, I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members, Romans 7:23 again. What's warring against the law of your mind is ambient noise. What's challenging the law of your mind? The law of your mind is faith. Whatever is challenging faith to you is noise. It's ambient noise. Ambient noise is often what you don't coherently hear. It's things that you don't necessarily know are challenging your faith. Listen, 
It is not an option. It is imperative that you identify the ambient noise in your life. Imperative, because there's a war that's going on. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.